Thanks for being a part of the Fearless Army. Drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and when you do, ask me a question in the comments. Each week, we'll compile your best questions and answer them on air. Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I'm Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Monday. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have a uh, fantastic show uh, planned for you today, although it is not the show that we planned. Imagine that. A fantastic show planned for you today, although it's not the show that we planned. Uh, we've had to adjust to the news cycle. Uh, Stephen Crowder this morning uh, released some excerpts from what we're calling the Nashville Manifesto. I'm not sure if it's the manifesto or notes that uh, the Nashville shooter from back in March that slaughtered young children at the Covenant School in Green Hills, uh, the Nashville area, Green Hills neighborhood, very close to where our studios are, very close to where I live in downtown uh, Nashville, <clears throat> six people, uh, three little children, two women and one man uh, was killed in March. Uh, you, you guys, I'm sure remember the story, the, me the media, the FBI, the law enforcement has yet to release uh, the full manifesto and this is now going on six, seven months. And so Steven Crowder was provided some information uh, I, I, calling it the manifesto is, is a tiny bit maybe inaccurate, but notes written by the shooter that are very enlightening. And uh, we're going to uh, get into that, and I'll have a full-blown discussion about that. Before I do that, I, I want to uh, clear up some space and, and you know create some room for this conversation. And you're just going to watch. It's just going to be me and you today because you're gonna watch me think this through in real time and have a conversation with you in real time about my thoughts uh, as it relates to the Nashville Shooters uh, manifesto or notes uh, that she left. Uh, but before I do that, I wanna tell you guys about a great, great, great new sponsor, First Cup. Today's episode is brought to you by First Cup Coffee a Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company that stands for core family, core values, family, and building community across the nation. First Cup's freshly roasted beans delivered in ground or whole bean texture, pods, and bulk. Go to firstcup.com and use the promo code FEARLESS and save an additional 10% on your order if you subscribe and save an additional 10% for the life of your subscription. Guys, I'm going to be... Thousand percent transparent with you. I'm not the hugest coffee drinker, but I'm gonna be. <laughs> I love this stuff. Been drinking it this morning or this afternoon. Going, you'll see it here on my desk. Uh, probably virtually every show moving forward. I like this little pick me up. Sharpens my mind. Gets me through a tough day like today when we have to react. Uh, to some devastating news or some really important uh, thought-provoking news, this 
coffee is helping get my mind right and my mind sharp so that we continue to have a fantastic show, even though I've had to adjust. So hop on board with the first cup. I have full steam ahead. And it also warms me up in this very cold studio. These guys, it's like 72 degrees in here. That's freezing cold to me. Anyway, uh, let me get to uh, the news of the day. Um, Steven Crowder's uh, breaking news that came out this morning and has dominated the social media space. Uh, Audrey Hale, who changed her name to Aiden Hale and you know, was calling herself a man. And I'm going to call uh, the shooter Audrey. I'm going to go by the name the parents gave her. And I'm going to go by the gender God gave her. Uh, and so I'm not going to play the little game of this transgender man, blah, blah, blah. Audrey, uh, the Nashville shooter, we've been sitting around for seven months waiting for law enforcement to inform us about possible motivations and wow, when you read the excerpts of, of the note, the manifesto, whatever you want to call it, uh, it, it gets to the bottom of the motivation. And so I, I, I'm, I, <clears throat> there's the first page, I think that was called The Dark Abyss, Death Day 327-23. Today is the day, yes, the day has finally come. I can't believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, uh, but here I am. I'm a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited for the past two weeks. There were several times I could have been called, especially back in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I'm almost an hour plus seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent any sort, any of the, of the sort God let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might be 10 minutes tops, it might be three to seven, it's gonna go quick. I hope I have a high death count, ready to die, ha ha. So <clears throat> that's what I, that's the notes that we're, we're calling page one. On page two and when I read this, I nearly burst into tears just reading the first three words, and I'm just keeping it real. I nearly burst into tears. Kill those kids. I believe this was written on 2-3-23. Kill those kids are the, at the top of this page. It's as soon as you read it, it's just like, oh my God. This type of evil, this type of of animus towards children in a 28-year-old young person? This type of animus towards children kill those kids? This, but, and just thinking about it in real time, the mentality of Audrey Hale, virtually no different than uh, the women we've seen out convulsing in the streets because Roe v. Wade was overturned. And, and they don't have right to instant access to abortions everywhere they, they want to go. And somehow this is some God-given right to be able to kill your baby in the womb. And so 
as soon as I read those words, I was like, this is what motivates me, concerns me, worries me about America is this death culture we've adopted towards kids. And so I'm not sure if Audrey Hale can see that she has internalized and, and is her own desire to kill herself through transgender surgery, kill Audrey Hale, create this aid in hell, this transgender ideology, this transgender movement and mindset, it's a mindset of death. And so we should not be surprised that a person that wanted to kill themselves, wanted to reject how God made them, wants to believe that they're their own God and that the world has convinced them that, hey, I don't like being a girl. I have the right, the ability, uh, and, and, and a proper person like me should kill their female selves, go through transgender surgery, take hormones to destroy what God created, and then make myself anew as a boy. That's a death mindset, and so I'm not surprised that this person wants to kill other kids. And that is not to argue that all mass shooters, all mass killers uh, are trans. But they share an, ide an ideology about killing people and their devotion to death. And that's where we are as a culture. And it is connected to the abortion movement. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. They've bought into the my body, my choice, and that abortion's no big deal. But, but again, part of the reason we argue on this show about adopting a mindset that life begins at conception is, is because we recognize that this death culture believes that life doesn't begin at conception, and that hell, life really doesn't uh, begin until the parents decide, ah, I'm okay with keeping this kid. Because there are people out in California and other place, places around the country that want after birth abortion. We have no respect in this country right now for life. And you can see it in our acceptance of the abortion culture. And so I, 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 I've already seen people over Twitter. I, I retweeted uh, Stephen Crowder's message about having these documents. And I've already seen people say, uh, Jason, uh, how come you didn't say anything about the main shooter or the Buffalo shooters uh, manifesto? And it's, I don't live in Maine or Buffalo. I live here in Nashville. Uh, I, I live seven minutes, I believe, from the Covenant School. This issue hits right here at home for me. And, and the slaughter of kids and someone writing a note that kill those kids. It, it just, 
it hits me a bit differently. And I'm sorry for being that transparent and that honest that all death doesn't affect me the same. When, when I live within seven, eight minutes of where the, the mass murder happened and when it's targeted at kids, yeah, it, it moves me a bit differently than others. And, and for those of you that live in Buffalo or Maine, I'm sure those events strike you a bit differently than the mass shooting in Nashville does. It's, it's more personal for me. And then when you tack on, and, and I wouldn't even say this is a tack on, but when you add in the fact that this killer clearly targeted Christians, hits me a bit different. Hits me quite a bit different. So I want to continue to, to read uh, what the Audrey wrote. Those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their MF and daddies, I believe, Mustangs and convertibles, F you little shits. I wish to shoot your weak ass D-I-C-K with your mop yellow hair. Want to kill all you little crackers. Bunch of little F word that ends in guts. Yeah, I think that gots or anyway, F word that ends in gots uh, with your white privileges. F you, F you. And <clears throat> so <clears throat> the media and, and law enforcement have kept this information away from us. There were people at the time that speculated that Audrey sounded uh, like she was Antifa or Black Lives Matter or a combination of both. And, and so if you're sitting wondering why that seven, eight months later, the government who has said that, uh, you know, white supremacy is the, the plague of American society. And that white supremacy, that, that the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys are the biggest threat to American safety. They're the domestic terrorists. I'm not aware of any Oath Keepers or Proud Boys who have written any manifestos or any notes at all about executing kids. About targeting Christians. I, I'm not aware of, of any of that. And so... Someone hop in the comments, someone hop in the chats, someone email me. Perhaps I'm just oblivious to what's going on and what the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys have been doing. But I, I, at this moment, as I'm thinking this through, basically in real time, I think Joe Biden and the government are lying to us. I, I, I don't think that white supremacy is the biggest threat to America. I don't think that that is at the heart of what is tearing apart America. And that's not to defend white bigots. It's just a reflection of reality, my thoughts are. And it's a reflection of how uh, white supremacy has dissipated over the last 150 years of America's history. 
White supremacy has been on the decline in America since 1850 and really, literally probably since the 1700s. It's just been, it was at an all time level at the 1700s, but it's probably been on a steady decline ever since, accelerated by the Civil War, accelerated by the Civil Rights Movement, accelerated by uh, the mainstreaming of, of black people into larger American culture, decreased by laws being changed that grant everybody the same freedoms here in America. White supremacy is on the decline. Joe Biden and corporate media and uh, the race hustlers are trying to convince you that either one, nothing has changed and white supremacy hasn't dissipated, or it's actually on the rise. I reject that. That has not been my life experience over 56 years. I, I grew up in an era as a young person where interracial dating was a big deal. And now it's virtually nothing. People are swiping left and right on Tinder and hooking up with whomever, whatever color, whatever person they want. That, that's just one of many, many signs that our racial hangups that used to plague this society are on the decline. It used to be illegal for interracial marriage. It is no longer illegal. It's now pretty commonplace and no one bats an eye for the most part. No one's being denied the ability to buy a house in whatever neighborhood they want to. Trust me, I, I've, I've bought homes, I've bought condominiums, I've, I've rented places in high-end exclusive neighborhoods. All they care about is my credit score and my income level. That's pretty much it. No one has ever denied me into any neighborhood that I could afford. And that's been the case for the overwhelming majority, if not all, of my friends. And so there's this cosplay we've been going through of pretending like, oh, yeah, it's just like 1922. It's a lie. And, and we, we're radicalizing young people, both black and white, with this belief that there's this evilness to skin color. And white skin is inherently evil. This is inappropriate and it does not work for black or white people. It is a plague that must be confronted. It, it's, and I, what about Dylan Roof? And I get it. But there is universal agreement that white supremacy, the kind expressed by Dylan Roof, is evil, wicked, and must be eradicated. There is not a consensus 
that the kind of racism that black people are deploying against white people and that this white woman ingested into her soul that white people are evil and that their kids should be hunted down and killed. There isn't a consensus that anti-white racism is evil and must be eradicated. In fact, it's the opposite. Ibram X. Kendi and virtually everybody that talks in corporate media believes just the opposite, that in order to right wrongs that no one living today experienced, we must inject punishment towards white people who are living today. Anti-white racism is embraced, celebrated, promoted in academia, promoted in Hollywood, endorsed by Joe Biden, and or ignored by Joe Biden and the administration and the people in power. We as a society are unwilling to address the anti-white supremacy that is tearing our country apart. And for those of you that call yourselves believers, you read this story, you read what this Audrey Hale wrote. If this doesn't tear at your soul that a young person could be so radicalized by the culture that we have tolerated, allowed to be promoted, allowed to be mainstreamed. It destroyed Audrey Hale and put the pictures of the people she killed back up on screen. It destroyed these people. Three little kids, two little girls, a little boy, two women, and an older man. And for those of you that aren't watching, the older man is black. The, 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 the hatred that, that we have allowed to take root in America costs those six people their lives. And is tearing apart any unity that we had been working towards in this country. And so there was a time in the 1940s and 50s and 60s where good people had to say enough is enough, where white people who were believers, in order to protect their reputation as Christians, had to say, no, nah, man, this ain't right. And God won't let me sit quiet and, and just pretend like this isn't happening to Martin Luther King and these black people scattered across our country. We are at that exact same time right now where those of us who have dark skin and call ourselves Christians, if you want to legitimize your beliefs and quit worrying about, well, did the white man do this? Did the white man do that? Until they do it, I'm not doing it. No. No, that, that's not the standard. I'm not waiting around for flawed people to understand and know what we as believers should know.
that this anti-white supremacy that is running rampant in America has to be called out and stood up against. It's destroying this country. We are, well, I'm gonna wait. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna wait, because I wanna tell you guys, uh, I, I, I'm about to transition here, but I wanna tell you guys about uh, one of our greatest sponsors. You guys know I love Preborn and how, again, I've already basically given you a Preborn endorsement as you listen to me unpack this. Life begins at conception. We have to adopt that mindset as fearless men and women, as believers, because when you adopt that mindset, you will treat life better when it's outside the womb because you respected life inside the womb. The people that don't understand that life begins at conception, they're the very people that promote this death culture that we have running rampant in America right now. Preborn, there's no better organization that supports that mindset than Preborn. Preborn shows expectant mothers who are considering abortion, they get them an ultrasound, show them that baby's heartbeat, show them that baby's image in the wound. That woman is now twice as likely to choose life and to go through with her pregnancy. And then Preborn steps in and provides that woman all the assistance and material support she needs to get through the first two years of that baby's life. Our money, our donations, just $28 for one ultrasound, whether you give $28, or $28 million. It all goes to supporting life and all goes to providing ultrasounds and supporting that expectant mother as she goes through that pregnancy and through the first two years of that baby's life outside the womb. The money is not wasted. Dan Steiner is going to be here this week and he'll be on the show. He's the founder of Preborn. I've introduced him to, to you guys before. He'll be back on this week. We'll talk with Dan, our money's not wasted when we send it to preborn. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. Two ways to give, pound 250, say the keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash fearless, visit preborn.com slash fearless, or pound 250, say the keyword baby. Thank you. Now, <clears throat> I, I wanna transition here in the conversation about what's going on and what we're allowing and what we're participating in. And, and, and this part of the message is directed at all of us, but for those of you that share my skin tone, it's directed at us a little bit more. These are the facts. And, and this is why we have to address this anti-white supremacy that's running rampant in America. God blessed us. Everybody that can hear my voice, God blessed us, allowing us to either be born into this country or live in this country. America is a blessing for Christians, for believers. It's a blessing for... Atheist. But all the people running around pretending like America's evil, none of you 
want to leave America because you know what I'm saying is 1000% accurate. America, our citizenship here is a blessing from God. We're not protecting that blessing. We're taking a dump on that blessing. We're trying to tear down that blessing. All under the hopes that there's something extra in it for us. All under the hope that we can either blackmail or leverage or pressure somebody into giving us something that we haven't worked for. Or that we don't even deserve. This whole reparations movement. And I'm not good with America until I'm given reparations. Could you imagine that? That mentality? God blesses you to live here in America. I'm not talking about your ancestors. Your ancestors suffered so that you could receive this blessing. And you want to throw it away and demonize it and tear it down. People suffered for you to enjoy the benefits of living here in America. The safety, the opportunity, the upward mobility, the freedom. People suffered. All these people that you claim to care about from the 17 and 1800s and oh, Harriet Tubman and oh, Frederick Douglass and all these people that went through enormous suffering and persevered using their Christian faith so that you could experience the opportunity and freedom that we now take for granted here in America. And instead of showing gratitude, you sitting around your whole life is, is built around, uh, hey man, America needs to cut me a check. Because you know those people 100 years ago, or 70 years ago, or even 50 years ago. Oh, because uh, they got uh, redlined housing. You need to cut me a check. 250,000, 500,000, a million dollars. Cut me a check. Give me reparations. Because of something someone else suffered, endured, persevered through so that you could live free in the freest place in the country, in the safest place on the planet black people, but you're owed a debt. You owe gratitude and thanks. You've got this entire thing backwards. You better take advantage of everything that America has to offer. Out of respect for what people sacrifice for you to have the opportunity to take advantage of those things. And let me say this to uh, my less melanin brothers in Christ. You're just as to blame for this insanity that's going on as everybody else because you're tolerating it. 
You're running around with a guilty conscience, allowing people to emotionally blackmail you into tolerating this insanity. This whole trans movement, drag queens at schools, all of it. This whole world we've built around feelings. That's on you. You're tolerating it. You're running around acting like you have to apologize for things that had nothing to do with you. You're running around acting like you owe women a debt for the way things were in the 1800s and 1900s and the 1940s and the 1950s. Oh, we owe people a debt. You, white man, that has power, that's at the top of most of these Fortune 500 companies, running the media corporate, uh, media corporations that are lying to people and, and injecting them with this Marxist ideology, injecting them with this BLM, Antifa, feminist, matriarchy, all the, you're allowing it. You have the power. We all have power. All of it. I'm not allowing it. I'm taking every bullet that comes along with me standing on these biblical principles, that comes along with me standing on the belief that male leadership is what God intended. I'm taking every bullet. And I'm not beating my chest and trying to sound like I'm better than you, but I ain't scared. And I'm not gonna lay down to make my life easier. And many of you are laying down to make your life easier. You don't wanna argue with your wife. You don't want somebody on your job questioning anything about you. So you shut your mouth and you just eat it as they shovel this demonic garbage down our throats. You're acting like a coward and giving the country away because you don't want to take these bullets. You'd rather put your kids on the front lines and let these demonic, evil leftists sexually pervert your kids, brainwash your kids, try to create more Audrey Hales than take a bullet like a man. Men are supposed to take bullets. We're supposed to sacrifice. We're supposed to deal with the consequences of standing on truth. We're not doing that. Oh, I don't want to be called racist. Oh, I don't want to be called sexist. Oh, I don't want to be called homophobic. Oh, I don't want to be called transphobic. You're not worried about what you what they calling you. You worried about your paycheck. Period. You sold out for money. And so if Audrey Hale 
gets radicalized and kills your kids and your next door neighbor's kids, writes up a little manifesto, I want to kill kids. That's better than standing up like a man, taking the bullet, losing that leadership job in corporate America and having to go figure out another way. Go out and create your own company. Go out and create your own job. Go out and be self-sufficient your own self. You'd rather hide and sacrifice your kids and let your kids live in a world that's designed to sexually pervert them, radicalize them, teach them to hate themselves. Also, you know, you can keep that paycheck coming and you just hope that it'll all go away. If I just do nothing, I'm just going to wait this out. You can't wait out the devil. He's very patient. You have to run him off. You know, I watched a sermon this weekend again about because I, I just keep coming back to the book of Judges. And so I watched a sermon this weekend from Tony Evans explaining the book of Judges. And, and us cowardly men, we're being judged right now. We're suffering the consequences of that judgment for being cowards. For allowing Joe Biden and the people in political power to dictate us, to brainwash our kids, to inject us all with the poison of racial division and hatred all to serve their political means, their political goals. This is on all of us. We, <laughs> there's not anybody listening to my voice, unless you're a World War II veteran. There's not anybody listening to my voice that wasn't, completely blessed to be born into or granted citizenship in this country. Everybody knows it. No one wants to leave. But no one's willing to ante up and pay the price to protect this. We're all just sitting around, oh God, it's going to blow over. And look at the bad things happening to them. They're not happening to us. It's eventually going to be you. Your child is going to be sexualized. Your child is going to enter into a culture that makes them burn in hell. Your child is going to enter into a culture that emasculates and destroys men, your sons. You're not willing to protect them. I have no respect for you. And I know that's easy for me to say, or easier for me to say, having no kids. But I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. I, I don't care what the world thinks about me. The world thinks I'm nuts. 
The world thinks I'm sexist. The world thinks I'm some sellout. The world thinks I've adopted the white man's religion. I don't care what they say about me. I've walked away from a television career that was paying me millions of dollars. I don't care about any of it. I'm not going to take it. Why are you? And I know you sitting there, well, I got more responsibilities than you, Whitlock. It's actually your responsibilities that should make you more motivated than me. If you have to live in a smaller house to stop your child from being turned into baby Audrey Hill, because I'm not saying your kid is going to run out here and commit murder like Audrey Hill. But if your kid adopts that mentality that Audrey Hill had, trust me, that's a fate you do not want to be dealing with your seed, with that mentality, that hatred of young people and kids, that little respect for life, that much hatred for themselves. That kind of gender dysphoria and delusion. They're rigging the whole system up to create that. You're walking your child into insanity by sitting here and taking it. And so instead of that 5,000 square foot house you're living in, maybe you need to come down to 2,500. And, and maybe your wife needs to come off her job and take care of that home and them kids and educate them kids rather than allowing uh, the, the public school system to radicalize and brainwash your kid. Maybe you need to stick in that marriage rather than choose a, a, a divorce. Maybe you need to put a condom on and not indiscriminately create babies you have no intention of taking care of. There's some simple sacrifices you can make to put an end to this insanity that we're all living through. What an incredible blessing to be born into America. And, and we have these people trying to turn that blessing, trying to tear that blessing down so that you can't enjoy it and your kids can't enjoy it. It's, It's if you're sitting around with and, and tomorrow I'm going to get because we were going to go here today, but I'm going to bring the sports world into it tomorrow about this entitled mentality that we have and, and, and this poisonous mentality that's being mainstreamed and, and adopted. And it, it, it's all antithetical to our Christian beliefs. The number one thing we should be feeling at all times as believers is gratitude. 
Holy cow. Look what God did for me. I could have been born in Thailand. I could have citizenship in Thailand. I could be in South Korea, North Korea. I could be in Iran. I could be anywhere. But God bless me to be here. Oh, what an incredible blessing. What a, oh, gratitude. Gratitude. How, how can I repay God? How can I repay the people that made all these sacrifices? What can I do to honor them, to bring glory to them, starting with the man upstairs? That, that should be our overwhelming mentality. The number one feeling. When I think about my grandmother, Lovey Kennedy, Mama Lovey, Every day, what a joy she thought just waking up and breathing was here in America. Anytime you met her, that positive energy just flowed through her and, and you would be overwhelmed by it. She was a true believer and lived, yeah, she'd probably be 100 years old now, lived through some incredible things. They, the KKK nearly lynched her father. She didn't have an ounce of racism or racial animus in her entire soul. She was so filled with the blessings that she felt that she knew came from God and just wanted to share that blessing with everybody else. And, and this generation we're creating young people. We're allowing a culture where people wake up every day thinking about what the world owes them here in America. Your mentality is the government owes me something. And until I get it, I just don't give a damn about anybody else. That's your mentality. You've been tricked and hoodwinked into a demonic cult. I don't care what you think somebody else got through their alleged white privilege. Your focus needs to be on what you got. And how can I take advantage of what I got. It, this thing here with the Audrey Hill and the Nashville massacre, and this, this, this impacts and says something about all of us. Every last one of us, regardless of color, this thing connects to all of us. This whole world is dominated by feelings and, and, and making individuals their own gods. Th that's what Audrey Hill, she, she don't know it. She didn't know it, but she turned herself into her own God. I'm going to change my gender. And you know what? I've decided there's a group of people that don't are that are unworthy of life. 
because I've been radicalized and I've been convinced that uh, whiteness is evil. And in order for me to reject her own whiteness, she felt she had to kill white people. And, and <laughs> I recognize the mentality. Because, again, that's why there's so much tolerance of black on black murder. It's the same mentality. It's a mentality of like, whoo, in order to rid myself of blackness, I got to be cool with killing black people. I have to be on board with the abortion of 30 million black babies. I have to normalize and accept that the bloods and the crips and the gangster disciples and the vice lords and Nook Nook and little Ronnie, they're going to shoot and kill up anybody they want in our neighborhoods. And I got to be good with it. I got I got to worry about what the proud boys are doing. That has more impact on me than the little gangbanger around the corner. You hate yourself so much that you're indifferent to the, the systematic murder through gang violence, through Planned Parenthood, through the adoption of immorality and immoral behavior and psychotic behavior. Consider me, I'm, I'm talking about myself. The acceptance of obesity is the acceptance of death. You think so little of yourself, you don't mind being obese and shortening your life. This death mentality is pervasive within all of us. We have to snap out of it. This Audrey Hill thing says something about every single one of us in some certain way. That's what I want to leave you with today. You need to sit around and contemplate what Audrey Hill says about you. Not just what she says about white people, what she says about trans people, what she says about secular people. What does she say about you? Because trust me, she says something about this entire culture and everybody living in it and everybody tolerating it. I, I, I want to wrap up here and I, I got some final thoughts and then we're going to let you go. But before I do that, <clears throat> I want to tell you about uh, a project, a docuseries that Blaze TV is putting on. Uh, what really happened in Maui? Log on to Blaze TV today and check out the original docuseries, What Really Happened in Maui. In August of 2023, wildfires erupted in Maui. It took the Biden administration two weeks to fly the president out to see the devastation firsthand. The events surrounding this tragedy are un unclear and they hoped we would forget, but we haven't. Blaze Media traveled to Maui to expose the part of the story that has been buried until now. Here are the revealing new details and audio from the actual 9-11 calls. 
What really happened in Maui can be found exclusively on only on Blaze TV. If you aren't already a Blaze TV subscriber, go to blazetv.com to subscribe now so you don't miss our first episode, What Really Happened in Maui. Use the promo code FEARLESSPLUS, that's FEARLESSPLUS, to get $36 off your subscription. My final thoughts on this whole Audrey Hell thing. <clears throat> so we're watching, and again, we'll see what YouTube does with tonight's show. We have no idea. This story at the moment, at the time that we're taping this, this story basically only exists on X, formerly Twitter, Elon Musk platform. Facebook, Google, everybody else is trying to bury, run away from uh, Steven Crowder's leaked information about the Nashville shooter. It's all over X and hats off to Elon Musk for protecting free speech and allowing it to exist there. But everybody else, I went to, at the time we were taping this, I went to CNN, hey, like, what's CNN? What are, what are they showing? And they're talking about Trump and his battle with the attorney general, I think, in New York. I went to Fox News. Hey, what are they? What's on top of their website? It wasn't this Nashville manifesto. Very important story. It was Trump and what's going on with the attorney general in New York. And then there were all these other stories. I couldn't find this. And, and look, maybe they're being cautious out of. Hey, we want to independently verify these documents before we promote them. That has not been the standard for any of these media outlets. I'll cite you some examples of, of things, or I'll just cite you one example. When, when the story fits the proper narrative, they don't care about facts. And so we've set through a decade of all the corporate media outlets pretending that the police are executing a genocidal plot to kill black men one traffic stop at a time. There has never been a moment during this whole decade of, of the Black Lives Matter narrative. There's never been a moment when it's been grounded in anything remotely resembling narrative truth. Have there been isolated incidents where you could second guess the police? Yes. Is there one ounce of truth to the fact that the police are systematically executing a genocidal plot on black men and there's some trend of the police unfairly targeting black men? Not one ounce of truth to it. No one's ever cared. They all leaned into the narrative. They all exploited it for ratings. Anytime one of these resisting criminals got killed, pops up on CNN, Fox News will follow suit, MSNBC, all the social media platforms. People are free to say whatever they want about Derek Chauvin, whatever they want to say about, what was it, the guy's name, George Zimmerman, whatever they want about whomever, uh, 
corporate media and social media, whoever they wanted to demonize and say, oh, look how bad uh, the white establishment is. No restraint, no like, ah, let's pump the brakes. That, that actually doesn't add up. None of that. But when it comes to this story, they're pumping the brakes. They're exercising extreme caution. They don't want you to know the truth. And, and, and look, may, maybe their caution will be proven out, and, and at some point we'll find out, hey, this story is not true. But even if, let's say, and again, I don't believe this happened, but let's just go down a hypothetical. Let's say that uh, someone fooled Steven Crowder, passed him off fake documents, and, you know, it's not true. Let's say. I don't believe that happened, but let's just say. Here is what is fundamentally true and factual. We have, in this country, allowed a level of anti-white racism to persist and be promoted in this country that is extremely unhealthy, dangerous, and toxic, and is being used to destroy the blessing of America. That's a fact. Whether Audrey Hill exists or not, that is a fact. This whole uh, uh, narrative, this whole path they've taken us down to where we don't evaluate anything based on facts. We, we color code truth. We evaluate everything through a racial lens. That, that's a ploy and a gimmick to separate us, particularly black people, but all of Americans, away from our religious values. Again, as I've told you earlier, living here in America, American citizenry, is a blessing from God. And what is mainstream corporate media, what social media, what has Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all the secularists, what have they been jamming down our throat that Religious faith here in America, Christian faith, the Christian faith that made this country what it is today, that made it the safest, most prosperous, most opportunity rich place on the planet for black people. What have they been messaging to us for the past two decades, if not longer? That religious faith, that's the white man's deal, and you're a sellout and uh, you're a colonizer, you're an evil person if you have respect for Christianity. That's the white evil man's religion. And so we have foolishly fallen for that. And it's like, yeah, uh, God's blessing of you granting you American citizenry, the, 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 the suffering, the perseverance, the... the, the uh, victories that your ancestors won so that you could be a full citizen and enjoy all the benefits of America. No respect for that. Throw it all away. 
Yes, those people that did all that suffering and won those victories for you. Yes, they were Christians, but you abandoned your Christian belief because we have told you that's the white man's religion and it is evil. And you're abandoning your black identity to practice a white man's religion. This is insanity. Embrace a skin color identity. Prioritize that over your Christian identity. Your Christian identity, your following of Christian tenets, your partnering with other Christians and other believers is what led to your liberation and freedom and enjoyment of America. Throw it all out the window. Walk away from it. You're a sellout if you don't. We must tear this country down. We must convince you that your faith in Jesus Christ violates your black identity. It's insanity. It's absolute insanity. And, and again, it sounds like I'm just talking to black people. But I'm talking to white, I'm talking to everybody. All the things that you like and enjoy about America. It's being thrown away by your children. Your children are being radicalized and brainwashed into throwing away the Christian values that made this country great and afforded them the opportunity to live in the greatest country. This culture is creating Audrey Hills at the extreme. But we're creating many versions of Audrey Hill throughout all of our American communities. All under the pretense that white is evil. And Western civilization is evil. And Jesus Christ is evil. We're retarded. And those of you that are sitting on the sidelines doing nothing about this, you're a coward. You're a coward. Uh, we'll play you uh, up some, uh, not harmony, tomorrow. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.